Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Well, we have just a few scriptures on the mission of the church today. <laughs> and we're going to start in Matthew. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 10. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 9 through 10. He has made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. John chapter 20, verse 21. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Growing in Christ and community, sharing God's love with the world. This is our new mission statement. You know that because you voted it in in October. And for the last month, I have been preaching on the core values that attend that mission statement. I've been drilling down a little bit on the values of what we are deploying in the world. The first three weeks, I spent on half of the mission statement. The first three core values really go with growing in Christ and community. We, we do this through worship and community and discipleship. We are first, first a worshiping community. We come together on Sundays to offer our praise and thanksgiving to the one who created us and sustains us. We hope when we gather in here in this hour that something of our spirit gets aligned with God's through worship. But we are a worshiping community. We're in community with each other, caring for one another, challenging each other, forgiving each other, praying for each other, and inviting other people into this fold. Because the community is going to get richer and deeper as we diversify the voices in it. We keep encouraging more and more to be a part. And last week, 
I talked about discipleship. The call to discipleship is both an orientation and a habit to know more and more and more of the Jesus way so that as we go deeper into that mystery, our lives start getting shaped by the values of Jesus and our lives start to show the abundant life that Jesus promised. And as we keep down that path, as we keep in a thirsty way seeking out the mind of Christ, eventually it starts to do work on us. It starts to change us. We, we learn more about the Jesus way, and Paul tells us, the Apostle Paul says, eventually our lives start bearing fruit of that Jesus way. He, he said, the fruits of the Spirit are charity, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, modesty, self-control, chastity. By the way, these are the values that will change the world if the world gets changed. But as we're worshiping, as we're forming community, as we're growing in service to these values as disciples, you've probably noticed that most of the rest of the world is rowing in the other direction. Are you seeing a lot of generosity and peace and gentleness growing in the parts of the city where you live? being reported on the news. My next door app beeps all night, I think, telling me again about some neighborhood gunshots or somebody whose camera caught another break into a car. The AJC tells me that food insecurity among children in Atlanta is at 14%. That means that one in seven children in Atlanta doesn't have enough to eat. Let me say that again. One in seven children in Atlanta doesn't have enough to eat. And the local news reports that only 39% of Atlanta's third graders are reading on grade level. And right now, we're in here worshiping the Prince of Peace while tanks are facing off on the border of Ukraine waiting for orders to blow up people who are made in the image of God. Once we see and feel the tension, the the, the distance between God's vision for us And our current reality, we just can't sit on our padded pews anymore. God has a plan for creation that we all come to know this way of Jesus that's defined by love, that that bears the fruits of peace and gentleness and love and all the rest. 
God is reclaiming the world through love. And here's the amazing part. You and I have been recruited to join God in the great love project. Or as uh, one of my mentors and friends, Truett Gannon, says, we have all been asked to join the 4-H club, helping heal human hurt. The Apostle Paul said to the church meeting in Ephesus, God has made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and on earth, And you and I have been called into this great gathering up project to be active agents of God's grace in the world. Transformed by love, we can't, once our lives have been changed by the love of God in Christ, we can't just put that in a ball jar, put it up in the pantry. Once we've seen a vision of what God is doing to gather up things in Jesus, things in heaven and on earth, we can't help but want to lace up our shoes and go. Jesus says in John's gospel, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. As God has sent Jesus into the world, To claim it with sacrificial love, Jesus has sent us into the world to be agents of that same love. The Latin word for to send, missio, which is where we get the word mission. We are being sent. We wear deputy badges. We've been sent as representative of God's love into the dark corners where greed and want and selfish ambition are currently winning too many of the battles for people's souls. St. Francis of Assisi wrote a beautiful prayer about what the mission of the church should be about, except he, he wrote it in personal terms. He wrote it as a personal prayer of the way he wanted the core value of mission to be lived out in his life. He prayed, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I might not so much seek to be consoled as to console. 
to be understood, as to understand, to be loved, as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It's in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. The hard part of that sweet prayer is that for us to be an instrument of God's peace, we've got to go into the places where hatred and injury and doubt and despair live. If we're going to have a chance to represent God's love and pardon and faith and hope, we've got to go into the dark places. We've got to go, be sent, missio, mission. A group of church women in Pine Mountain, Georgia, you know, near Callaway Gardens, who were trying to decide how they were going to kind of represent mission in their church. They were looking for some kind of mission project, and it, it started off harmless enough. Somebody suggested that they might want to do something at the local jail. Well, since Pine Mountain and uh, attracts a lot of college students, sometimes those college students spend a night or two waiting on bail or fines. Y'all understand what's going on here. So somebody in this little church decided it might be nice for the church to make little kits, you know, uh, toothpaste and shampoo and maybe a piece of candy to make their, ni- their day nicer. So innocently, a woman from the group goes to meet with the jailer to tell him about the sweet idea to help the, he said, it's not our job to make life soft for them, but I've got no objection to you ladies of the church doing a little something, but keep it simple. Well, each week, Florence Smith and Myrtle Thompson delivered the kits. They had kits made up for men, different kits made up for the women. But after some time, they became disturbed by the number of prisoners that were showing up at this jail. There were at least 30 a week. (laughs) And Florence learns that the city is making upwards of 100 grand a year in jail operations. She even overheard a a jailer joke about filling up his quota. She heard male jailers making suggestive comments to female prisoners. As time went on, Myrtle said, the jail is a disgrace to our city. So this little band of women started volunteering more hours around the prison. They noticed more and more abuses. Excessive force, money-changing hands for lighter sentences. Well, eventually, they formed a task force on local prisons. This has gone a little a long way from shampoo and candy, right? When the task force finally got their audience with the jailer, this is what he said. You women ought to stay out of what's none of your business. 
What goes on here is really no concern of yours. Why don't you stick to church work and leave the legal work to us? And that's when Myrtle pounded her fist on the desk and said, this is church work. This long story, I won't tell all the rest of it, it ends with state police, investigations, charges, the jailer's resignation. What I want to affirm is Myrtle's theology of missions. This is church work. A child who goes to bed hungry, that's church work. A third grader who can't read, that's church work. Challenging systems that foster injustice, that's church work. Sowing love where there is hatred, pardon where there is injury, faith where there is doubt, hope where there is despair, light where there is darkness, joy where there is sadness, it is all church work. The mission of the church goes into the dark places where God's love project has not yet illuminated. Which is why we have teams of people from this church who sign up to read to children at Garden Hills Elementary. It's why we support Janae Angel in Antwerp who's serving displaced refugees. That's why we partner with Orchard, which helps individuals give expression to the ministries that they feel bubbling up inside themselves. This is why the All Together ministry works for racial reconciliation in our city. This is why we partner with Buckhead Christian Ministry to help people not lose their homes and to help people with basic budget literacy. This is why we send a team to Miami's most desperate neighborhood every summer so they can do Bible camps and crafts and play with a group of children whose only other option would be the streets of Miami. The jailer told that woman to stick to church work. If all we do for the cause of Christ happens in these buildings on this corner, we're not doing the work of the church. We're a club. You see, Myrtle was right when she shouted at the jailer, it is church work to take Christ's love and justice out from this place to the dark places. Bishop Will Willimon says, the challenge of biblical faith is not, do you agree or do you feel, but will you join up? That's the challenge for all of us today. Will you join up? 
We can't all do all things. Not everybody in this room and online can uh, take a week off in the summer to go to Miami. Not everybody can take their lunch to go read to children at Garden Hills at lunchtime. But everybody can find some expression of our common call to missions. So where are you going to join up? If this church is not already providing a, a, a way for your passion to be expressed in missions, then start something. We can't do it all, but all of us can do something. There is some place in the mission expression of this church for everybody here and online to grab hold of it. Or, or, or let me use uh, Truett Gannon's language uh, to form our challenge today. What is going to be your 4-H project this year? Where are you going to sign up to help heal human hurt? Everybody needs some place to grab, to dig in. And there is some place in this church where you can do real work to advance God's project to reclaim the world through love. And oh, by the way, it is one of the most satisfying things you'll ever do. There are few things more satisfying than knowing that you have given part of your abundance, part of your time, part of your giftedness to heal. One of my favorite photographs is a picture of George Trussler working in Miami. Y'all have probably seen the picture. It's on the slideshow. He's in the heat of Miami standing with a spatula by the heat of a grill full of hamburgers for the children of Miami, just ringing wet, and he's got a smile on his face that looks like his face is going to break. There is nothing, there is nothing that compares with knowing that you have joined God in healing the world. So I hope before you leave today, you've answered the question about where somebody's going to take your picture this year, where somebody's going to take a picture of you smiling ear to ear because you joined this church in the mission of Christ to share love with a hurting world. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.